Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 6 of For Fit's Sake, the podcast brought to you by FS Gyms. I'm Rory McInerney and I'm joined as always by... Kieran Murdoch. And this week we're going to talk about the big picture for fat loss and how experience is the best teacher. Strap yourself in, let's go. Rods, how are we doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, big fella. Yeah, you feeling good? Yeah, feeling great. Um, excited to be back. Yeah, it's good to be getting stuck in again. Uh, you had an interesting experience recording a podcast episode while I was away. We'll probably talk about that a bit more at the end of the program, will we? I think that might touch into our second point. Yeah, and how experience can be the best teacher. Um, anything cool going on for the start of New Year? Odds? Anything you want to share with people that you've been up to? Yeah, loads of cool things. Um, obviously, being back at the gym, um, being back coaching loads of new members coming in and meeting some new people and kind of seeing people at the start of their fitness journey again um we hosted um two seminars which were part of the transformation challenge which we kicked off again um we had as the first one ben kuma coming over um and presenting on 25 reasons why you're not losing fat which was amazing um really really cool to spend some time with him someone i've kind of locked up to for a long time since i started in the industry um, and he gave an awesome presentation to the first group of the Transformation Challenge. Um, and then for myself, I got the opportunity to speak on Wednesday for the second group and present what I think are the fundamentals of fat loss. Um, for myself, it was awesome opportunity um, to give some people some clarity on what I think the big picture is about fat loss and uh, a great chance for me to practice some public speaking yeah no it was interesting it's kind of a year of firsts really in a lot of things like it's only two three weeks into the year we have you know a big group of transformation contests kicking off they're, they're our first two seminars hosted at the gym both both went really really well uh, same same kind of topics which we're going to cover for everybody here that, that couldn't make the seminars but um how did you find meeting meeting ben in person like were your obviously some of the, your thought process would be similar, but is there anything that you were really surprised you were very aligned on when, when you got speaking to him? Um, I think one of the big take-home points was <clears throat> for myself watching him talk and he goes through his 25 points. I was like, well, I, w- I would have said a lot of these points, um, maybe 21, 22, if you were to sit down and Not ask bad, me. that's probably, yeah, that's an A when you break yeah, it down. Yeah, when you yeah. break it down. <clears throat> Um, so it was really good to see that what we are teaching here at the gym is definitely aligned with what he's doing and he's an industry leader. Um, so, yeah, and then even just talking to him about his views on fitness, he's very into being efficient and um, the basics done really well. I even talking to him about his training. Um, he's gone back to doing a lot more body weight work um, and then building up to more uh, intensity off the back of that. So that's kind of aligned to what I'd be thinking with my own training and with um, trying to do handstands and trying to learn uh, Olympic lifting and all these types of things and trying to make my training more simple. So, yeah, there was a lot of things that would have been aligned on. Um, yeah, no, a lot of yeah, a cool guy as well, like very interesting, um, very interesting perspective on things and how he like really prioritizes his training, things like his sleep. It's good, good to see somebody who understands what it does to your body in terms of, you know, the basics done really well and seeing him like really religiously live for that based on all the people that were at the talk. I was away, obviously, skiing, I better throw that in. I was Dawson for the first few days of the year. Um, but from speaking to the people at the talk, they were like, what he's saying is quite simple. But like you can tell, he really, really practices that all the time. And you you kind of saw similar things when you were speaking to him. He's really into doing his basics really well and very little room for compromise. 
Absolutely. Um, we went for for dinner afterwards. Where'd took, you go? Took him for dinner to Siam Thai. Myself, oh, nice. Sarah and Aoife took him to our local stomping grounds of Dundrum. Um, and yeah, no, we were just having dinner and talking about stuff. And uh, I was up early in the morning uh, and he didn't have to be up early. But you could see him kind of looking at his watch going, oh, it's getting on a little bit now. And then he... Goes, what time is it? Maybe half nine something like that okay and he's like i think we better knock go you know go home you're up early kind of thing i was like yeah i'm up early but if you're enjoying yourself it's okay it's no problem whatever and he's like no 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 we gotta get our sleep and he's home and then Good man. he's like uh made sure he, he's like what time are you getting up and i told him and he's like no i'm not getting up then <laughs> <laughs> you know like prioritizing his sleep he's like i've got two big talks coming up and uh you know i'm gonna make sure i'm bringing my A game for them so you you and you can tell he really does live what he says about he talks about health first so everything's health first like you got to make sure that you feel awesome you got to make sure that you're healthy first and he does live everything he say he says about that they're they're the kind of guys you want to speak because like I know it's easy for me to say it and for anyone who's listening that knows you knows you're a guy who absolutely intimately lives what you talk about and what you do every every day in the gym um so it's really cool for kind of other members of the gym. They look up to that and they see that in you. But to see other people coming in and, and having that sort of same value set is probably a really cool thing for members because uh, that's a big thing I've seen and we're going to touch on it now is like all the different factors in terms of your, or like for fat loss in particular. Let's talk about fat loss. It's January. Everybody's talking about fat loss. Even if they're guys who are, they want to put on some muscle mass, they all still want to drop body fat. And what we're getting is the same stuff that we get every year. People coming in with the real complex versions of things that need to be done. Um, and to hear it broken down really simply and put in, listen, if you do these, these are actions that you've got to do all the time. Uh, like it's really interesting for people to, to hear a lot of different people speak on that. <clears throat> and I think it's just Rudds that does, does the basics really well all the time. He's got a great metabolism. He's, he's an athlete. He's this, he's that. Um, I would think that people would be quite inspired by seeing people who are quite different live them the exact same type of skill set and they're getting the results they want then as well. Absolutely. And even for like the the thing with fat loss, it definitely is your nutrition is a massive, massive part of it. But to look in nutrition in isolation isn't correct because we're not um we're not science experiments, so it's not a maths equation where you just put that food in, that's what happens. There's a lot more that goes into it in terms of, well, what what makes you make the choices and your greater lifestyle will have a massive impact. So say, for instance, if you're not getting enough sleep, that's a huge one. One, because it's going to affect your hormonal health. You're going to have more cortisol. You're going to be more stressed. So then you're going to store more body fat. But then as well, you're not going to be recovering as much from exercise. You're not going to be building as much muscle mass. The other thing is you're going to be waking up really tired when you're tired glucose so blood sugars carbohydrates that's your primary source of energy so if you wake up tired for your brain and your body then your brain and your body both say before you start anything i need more sugars so Give me that sugar you eat the sugar and then you're sitting in work and you're trying to get through your to-do list you're trying to get your jobs done you're trying to achieve stuff and then you're like oh, i'm really flagging here and flagging i need the hit of energy you have some more sugar uh, and you just going to constantly crave carbohydrates, processed foods, all those types of things if your sleep isn't right. Whereas if you could get your sleep right, 
instantly you'd be recovering better you'd have more energy for your day you'd have more energy for your training you'd have better hormonal health and you'd have less cravings so like how many issues would that solve for a lot of people who are trying to get back into um good routines after christmas huge amount of people and even mental health like getting good quality sleep people are like i see it now coming back at this like people are stressed out of their eyeballs you know they're trying to do too much in the gym they're trying to completely change how they've gone from eating five, six nights a week out to I'm prepping absolutely everything. They're putting huge pressure on themselves. Anxiety is you know kind of at an all-time high in the country. It's touched on all the time. It was a big thing that was talked about at um, the Fresh Resolutions event that I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to to speak at last week. Um, like a huge thing was people talking about anxiety and how to deal with that. Um, there was tons of hacks on how to treat it, and you know, there, was, there was lots of like varying opinions floating around the room. But like I see so many people putting themselves under huge stress right now, and adding to I you know I want to change my body in the next you know four eight weeks or whatever it is. It just adds more stress and puts more pressure on people. So if they could just focus on getting better quality sleep, it'd help them ultimately lose the fat and achieve the results they want to achieve. But it'd take the stress levels down big time. Absolutely. And again, that kind of feeds into the bigger picture of fat loss is that anxiety um, around nutrition, training and anxiety, general stress levels. So like one, the more stressed you are, if a little bit of stress in an acute bout is a really good thing. So for instance, a really tough training session is going to really stress your body and then your body is like, whoa, and it has to adapt and you come back stronger as long as you give it time to rest and recover. But if you're constantly drip feeding stress into your body, and stress can be mental, emotional, physical, anything can be stress, and it all does the same thing to your body. If you think of your body like a big bucket of water, all those stresses take a little bit of water out of the bucket. And if there's nothing in the bucket, one, you're going to feel terrible. Two, you're going to be less resilient. But three, you're not going to be able to adapt from any of your training in the gym. So it, no matter what way you do it through all the big pictures that we're going to touch on about fat loss, if you can decrease your general levels of anxiety, you're going to have more water in the bucket to be able to lose body fat, to be able to recover, to be able to do more in your day, just to be happy. Function daily for your kids, your job, everything that's involved. Um, yeah, 100%. So like if you were to touch on En-ROADS, like give us a few things that people say don't look at. Give us maybe the three things that you're talking about sleep what else are the things that are like obviously look you're talking you're going to annoy some people on this there with the statement you made a minute ago i know you're not a very controversial guy you're probably looking at me kind of funny now even already but you're talking about it's not a sign it's it, it is an equation like calories yeah. in versus calories out is ultimately what's going to lead to decreasing your yeah. body fat but like what you're saying is completely true and i 100 percent agree with it is that in the real world with when you throw variables such as kids you know uh, sporting commitments with amateur teams uh, your job pressure of trying to get a promotion you throw all those things in that equation becomes very different there's yeah. a lot of brackets there's a lot of positives and minuses added into that equation so like what else are the things that are really important versus just that calories in calories out balance that people mightn't look at as much on a journey like this Absolutely. So like Ben said something really interesting when I was going through and doing some research for his podcast. He was talking about human behavior. Good podcast, by the way. Give him a plug there. Excellent podcast, Ben Coomer Radio. Um, And he's talking about human behavior. And what he said is like fitness uh, is more than eating broccoli and the sets and reps. So we all know that if we eat more broccoli and we did 
the sets and reps that matched our goals, we'd probably get closer to our goals. But why are we all not doing it all the time if we know it's good for us? It's human behavior. Because broccoli's hanging without anything else, <laughs> that's why. It's human behavior. It's a greater, bigger picture. Like you talked about all the stresses in life that can decrease your motivation to want to go and do something. So with fat loss, we know that calories are king. We know that... Uh, having more real foods in our diet eating a little bit less eating slower all these things uh moving more are going to have an impact on fat loss and most people would agree on that but most people overlook the reasons why they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing and the three biggest things i see that people aren't doing and they're blocking from them from taking the actions they need to take to lose body fat is number one is sleep number two is uh self-talk so self-talk ties into what you're talking about, a fresh resolutions uh, and one of the common themes about anxiety. So anxiety is absolutely huge. One, you're going to be less resilient in the gym in terms of your sessions. You're going to slow down. You're not going to uh, be able to push as hard because you're afraid of failing. Yeah. You don't have that same self-confidence. Uh, but two, you're going to be second guessing every decision you make or like you're saying about putting yourself under massive pressure to have all your food prepped no big deal if you can have most of it prepped but something doesn't go to plan just make the best choice and don't stress too much about it that's, that's what you see people really beat themselves up over they've done 80 percent, or say they've done 50 percent of the work and like one part of that that 50 percent slips up and now it's only 45 they're going well i've only got 45 out of 100 done right now and the whole thing goes out the window why does that happen it's, so it's the way you're talking to yourself it's self-talk so if instead of being your own biggest critic you got to be your own biggest cheerleader so instead of most people just put themselves down naturally all the time so i can't do this i failed i messed up you shouldn't have eaten that that was a bad food and then that just creates that thing where now they like they don't believe they can make the changes that they need to make in their life to be able to see the results they want to see so then they avoid the situation and then don't do it so You've just got to keep talking to yourself as positive as you possibly can. And if you do notice, and everyone will talk to themselves in a negative way. The best example I can give you was this week with our rugby team. We've been losing a lot of games. We need to start winning in order to stay in the league that we're in. So we did a Remember the Titans session on Tuesday. I heard about this. It was one of the hardest sessions I've done in five years. Um brads and berkey put us through absolute hell and it was purely designed to mentally test us all and i know about self-talk i know and i try and teach it to everyone that i coach on the nutrition side and in the gym but especially on the nutrition side about that idea of being your own biggest cheerleader but we're halfway through the session and then all those negative thoughts start coming into my head. Jesus Christ, I'm not going to finish this. Uh, I should probably... I'm not built for running. This I, isn't my thing. Yeah, I should probably pace myself a little bit. There's another eight efforts of this set um, or we're doing... Roll, you have to hit a bag, drive it back, do a roly-poly, get up, hit a bag, do a roly-poly and the people in the bags are trying to smash you and you do it for 30 seconds and there's six efforts of 30 seconds so it was like honestly one of the hardest things you could possibly do and you're kind of like I'll pace myself in this third one I need to slow down or you can't do this so it's totally natural to have all those thoughts but the big thing is to be aware of them so what we say is notice and name them so 
oh, I'm starting to talk negative for myself now. And then you flip it around and you switch it. So the first thing is you're aware of it and it's not a bad thing and it's totally human. Everyone will have all those thoughts. But then you flip it around and you go, I can do this. Or I'm just going to finish this set. I'm just going to finish this set, get to the end of this set. And then when you start doing that, your confidence, your resilience goes up through the roof and then you're able to see through whatever you're supposed to see through instead of stopping. Yeah. Uh, like so when you were there halfway through your first effort you'd flogged yourself or whatever is that what you just said just get to the get through effort number one yeah and then was it the same process did you have to go through that kind of grueling process over and over again for the next seven sets or how did that work absolutely and but that's how you build the mental the mental strength the positive self-talk is it is practice and repetition and again, it goes back to what you were talking about, people putting themselves under massive pressure. So one of the kind of illusions about mental training, about positive self-talk, is that if you talk negatively to yourself, you're not doing it right. It's kind of like meditation. If your mind wanders, you're yeah. not doing it right. But that's not the point. It's all part of it. It's, it's self-talk, whether it's positive or negative. It's still part. You've got to understand yeah. it and react to it. And our thoughts are going to, we're not always going to be 100% in control of our thoughts, but what we can do is be aware, be 100% aware of our thoughts. Yeah. So once you're aware of it, you can have the power to start changing it. And even if you're just trying to change it, it does make a massive impact. And the more you practice it, the better you get at being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Really. Well, and that's, that's mindfulness. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You're aware of what's going on in your mind. You mightn't have the exact answer to it on the spot. Like for you, your answer is very similar. Get to the finish line. You had to go through that horrible process over and over again for seven or eight more efforts. But I know when you got home or when you're in the sheds afterwards, you were going, like, I got through that. I feel shit hot at the end of it. You yeah. feel tough. You feel like physically like you're after achieving something. But mentally, when you're talking about <clears throat> being a cheerleader, you know, you can give yourself that pat on the back and, and plow forward. It's actually something interesting while I was away. While I was away skiing, uh, I was not, not a very good skier. Went for my first ever lesson. First, time, first two times I went skiing. I never went for a lesson. I just had Courtney bringing me down, trying to kill me, like t taking off of me, leaving me, getting me stuck everywhere. So I went for a lesson. And one of the biggest things the instructor said to me is, people don't believe when they get to the top of a slope, they look down, they don't believe they can do it. Yeah. And what he had us doing, this is two grown-ups going for a private ski lesson. Every time we did anything that was, it seemed really simple. He made us put our hand in the air, reach over our shoulder and pat ourselves on the back. Every time. Every time you got down even a small little bit of a slope and he's like, I have to do that with everybody that I teach. They all need to realize that when they do, if it's a 10 yard little run that they look at and go, if I see they're a little bit nervous, I get them through it. And if I saw any nerves in them for that 10 yard run, I would always make them hand up in the air, reach across your left shoulder, pat yourself on the back. Amazing. Yeah, I thought it was so cool. It was just, and it was actually, it was around the time that Ben Coomer talked as well. So it was really interesting to... To say, like, it's a teaching skill, but if he's seeing people who go skiing, like, that's an anxious, that's an anxious place to be oh. if you've never been skiing before. I'd love to see you up there with your that, that's complete fear of heights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, to see, like, that's something that, it's, it's a hobby, it's, a, it's something that should be fun. Like, there's huge anxiety because you could really hurt yourself if you get injured, and to hear it, that's a big part of his teaching was really interesting. And that ties into kind of the third point that I was going to say in terms of the, the, other, the third most important thing outside of uh, the actual food, and that is to celebrate the small wins. So that ties into your self-talk or being, being um, talking positive to yourself. But you need to celebrate every single small win. So just for instance, the, say you're trying to eat to 80%. 
and you don't do it for some for people who are listening don't know about eating to 80 percent or eating slow what are what are those fundamentals can you give people those listening so if if it comes down to fat loss comes down to calories a king and we just need to make sure that we're in a slight deficit all the time you can count your calories and for instance ben made a really interesting suggestion where he said everyone count their calories for a week to give you an idea of what the value of food is. And then once you do that, you can move away from it. And I thought that was really interesting. For myself and my own coaching practice, what I found to be effective is just getting people to focus on eating to 80% full. So instead of eating till they're stuffed or just eating mindlessly, just stop at 80%. You can always get some more in a few hours. And the other thing is eating slowly gives you the awareness to say, oh, I'm actually getting full now. And it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for your body's hunger cues to kick in. So it gives your stomach time to tell you what you actually need and what you don't. And if you can do that consistently, that's going to allow a slight calorie deficit and you will lose weight and you will lose body fat. But it also takes a lot of stress and the anxiety away from it. Because what I see with calorie counting is it often leads to a lot of stress and anxiety because people are focusing on being perfect. So they're going, well, I need to hit this many grams of this macronutrient. And then they're like, I'm 10 calories over. Oh, I failed. Or everything they eat, they're overthinking. They're like turning it around, picking up how many grams, oh no, this is too many grams of this, and it becomes um, what PN talk about all the time, is they're mowing the lawn when the house is on fire, so they're focusing on all these (laughs) tiny details, but not looking at the big picture at all, Um, so that's why the 80% and eating slowly habits are important, one, because they're going to decrease your calorie deficit, but two, they're going to decrease your anxiety levels because it just simplifies getting into a calorie deficit. And it also takes away from people getting too caught up in supposedly healthy or bad foods because you're not, say for instance, you go out and you have a dessert. Instead of... Banoffee pie. Banoffee. Yeah. Banoffee pie. Awesome. So you go out and you've been uh, following your plan for the whole week and January comes around, you say, I'm not going to have a dessert. And then suddenly you're like, oh, I go on, I'll have a dessert. And then you see, bano- you see banoffee pie, <clears throat> give me a banoffee pie. And then you go out. And what will happen if you've been too restrictive and too uh, kind of diligent? Then what's going to happen is you're probably going to order it, stuff your face with it really fast, maybe even have some more of something else. <laughs> and then you're going you're gonna to feel guilty. And then you're like, I'll start again on Monday. And that happens the whole time because people are getting so caught up in the minor details and putting so much anxiety around their eating and they're terming things are good as bad. Whereas if you do the 80% habit, you could order the banoffee pie and you could just have a few bits of it. And then when you feel like you're 80% full, stop. And it's going to be way less calories. You're going to have enjoyed it. And then the biggest thing is you don't leave the meal feeling yeah. anxious or guilty. You've gone backwards or anything. Yeah, like why do you want to carry around guilt or anxiety around food? So if we can move away from that, that the 80% and the, um, the eating slowly ha- habits do help us move away from that. Now there's definitely some people listening. I remember when we did this first, you did you did the gun show TV thing for RTU with Wardy yeah. where... Um, Hugh Ward, how are you doing, big man? Uh, you boys did that for 16 weeks. You trained, went on TV, um, your first foray onto national television, and you got bod-potted and you had your results and everything. Um, you talked about this very passionately the other night, how 
you were you weren't necessarily disappointed but you were a little bit frustrated with the results you picked up but you learned so much from that first 16 week experience and you said that when you you couldn't do it straight away again you wanted to do it again but you had to go into the rugby season so it wasn't appropriate to do it while you're playing rugby but what happened when you went back then it's, it's just those two things you you said the other night you accounted those two things as being the main reason you went from 10 percent to 5% body fat, eating slowly and eating to 80%. And people, you could see them sit up because they, they mightn't have believed those two things. They're like going, eat to 80%, what difference is that going to make? Eat slower. I don't have time to eat slowly. I, I'm working, I'm doing my emails, I've, I've got to get things done. But when you said that that was the big difference of going from 10% body fat to 5% body fat, the training had only changed a little bit. Everybody sat up and took, took notes straight away. It's like people listening to this might be going, those two things can't be that big a deal, but you credit them massively for, for your, your biggest improvement in body composition to date. 100%. And that's what gives me the biggest confidence to speak about it. So even um, at the talk, one of the premises I made was, uh, my talk was based around the fundamentals. I d- explained the route to mastery is uh, you first learn the basics, then you practice the basics, then you refine the basics, and then after lots of uh, deliberate practice, you become a master. So then what I was saying, well, if we can focus on better basics, we'll get better results. And you could see people going, and then I I prefaced that and I said, now, this is not necessarily strict science. I can't exactly say that this is exactly the way to do it. But the biggest thing I believe that is when it comes to coaching is experience is the greatest teacher. So if I have experience in something, I will have learned from mistakes. I will have seen what works over and over again, and I will notice common trends. So my whole talk was based on that premise. So I was able to give the experience that I had with regards to my journey and experiments in fat loss. And then that gives me huge confidence to talk about it because I can go, I tried this and it did not work for me. Then I tweaked those two things and I brought them in and then they worked. And then I brought them out to people I was coaching and they got better results. And I've carried on doing that. And the more I see it work, the more confidence I have in those things to be able to talk to people and say, let's for now forget about all the small stuff and just focus on these really big rocks and try and do them as consistently as we possibly can and i know you're going to see results and just because i really do love these two things in the year we tied in the following year we all did a a challenge together we all threw in 200 quid each kind of half for charity half for the winner all the staff did it together and that was the best results i'd ever had in terms of a body a body composition improvement um but like I found those two things I found them so hard at the start to try grasp the concept of eating slowly because I come from a point where I'm always trying to put on as much weight as I can for rugby I want to be you know around 80 kgs I need that otherwise I'm, I'm small on the pitch so I was always shoveling food into me trying to eat too much but like I actually didn't lose any weight just my my body fat nearly halved come the end of it because uh, like fair enough I'd find ways to burn the calories from being yeah. on my feet all day at work I'd find ways to use up the calories so I'm not putting on huge amounts of body fat but I was never going to lose body fat I was always going to stay at the same body fat. I might get stronger from the training I'm doing, but the body fat would never drop. So I found that very tough to, to grasp at the start. And you use, you, you kind of said the other thing, again, people laughed at the seminar, was a bowl. You swap to a bowl from a big plate. And that, that was just to help you to go to 80%. So you couldn't fill the bowl as much as you could fill the plate. Eat that. If you're only 70% full, you'd go back and throw a little bit more into the bowl. But, you know, you'd be able to gauge a little bit better 
whether you were at 80% or whether you were at, in my case, 120%, I was stuffed for myself. And that is the thing. So like there's these habits that we've built up over time and I was exactly the same. And I was probably, if not more dug into my habits because I'd come from a background where I... Big reputation. Big reputation. So when I was younger, I I had epilepsy and part of that was you take tablets for that. And part of the side effects of taking the tablets was an increased appetite. So I was going through puberty. So like that's time when your appetite massively increases. But as well, I started taking these tablets and my appetite went through the roof. I was eating more than my dad and I was like 13, 14 and I just couldn't feel myself. Um, and then I carried on taking them till I was like 16, 17. But by that stage then I developed this huge appetite. I was huge. This is the reputation I was alluding to. I was hugely active. But then as well, then everyone's like, Jesus, your man Ruddock eats so much. And he then can I, put it away. And then I kind of was almost living up to that hype because I obviously enjoyed entertaining people and I enjoyed challenging myself. So like I used to eat a lot for the sake of eating a lot. So for myself, going to 80%, that was the biggest transition in the world. One, because I almost made my stomach being able to eat more because the same as yourself I was always trying to be bigger for rugby so part of it was that but then part of it was I was almost giving myself a reputation that I always eat loads Yeah. so that transition to eating 80% I found very challenging so what I started doing was saying well I'm actually really struggling with this and I've also been taught to finish everything that's on my plate never waste food all that things within my head from being younger yeah so that transition is really tough so then what I said was I'm going to take this out of my hands I'm not going to even be able to put enough food on my plate I'm just going to put it in this small bowl eat it slowly 15-20 minutes and if I want some more I'll go back and that was a game changer for me and I saw also something that I brought in with a lot of people I coach so when they're doing their 80% habit. They're like, I'm really struggling with this. I say, well, why don't you try the bowl strategy or smaller plate strategy and just see if it works for you? And again, most people do come back and say it works for them, but the biggest thing is trying it. See, I've seen that written loads of places before. Eat out of a bowl instead of a plate. You see it everywhere. It's on every bloody Instagram meme about trying to lose body fat at Christmas. But like hearing you say that, knowing the guy you are, I've been in Nando's when you've been putting away two chickens and the four sides and everything, uh, and they weren't the the green beans and mash either. But when you're putting all that away, like hearing you go, this made a huge difference to me, taking it off a plate, putting it in a bowl. If I want more, I get more. I was like, whew. Like, I know where you've come from in terms of your eating to see that. And, like, people listening to this, I hope that that really hits home with them that, hang on, they look at Rudson and they go, he trains all the time, he practically lives in the gym, it's easy for him. Like, most people that know you know the hours that, that we work, yeah. they know how difficult it is to meal prep and all, but people who are listening at home, they might be like, they mightn't, they mightn't see us as much. But um, like, that, that's a game changer. The funny thing with that is I'm actually training less now than ever. And even this year, one of the things we spoke about in podcasts before was my um, one of my big focuses is to become more effective um, and being effective means actually cutting out the stuff that doesn't work so now this year I'm actually training less than I've ever trained um, and stripping right back my training because I need to dedicate more time to the business I need to dedicate more time to myself becoming a better coach I need to dedicate more time to myself being able to lead uh, the people in the as as part of the gym here but also be a leader in um, the rugby team uh, but also getting married 
now I, I, like there's off more, the market ladies I'm off, sorry off yeah. the market ladies there's there, uh, there's more responsibilities in my life and my priorities are changing so I actually train a lot less now but I'm probably leaner than I've ever been because uh, so it doesn't really come down to the fact that like you train loads it's just a fact of making the small changes like we discussed and building these lifelong habits and they make the difference. But even now we're talking about mastery, you're talking about deliberate practice. So you might be training a bit less, but I guarantee you when you go in there, you're unbelievably focused yeah. for that hour. You, you know exactly your program. There's no time for dicking around. It's getting it done, being very efficient while you're in there and getting the most <clears throat> out of that hour. Like 100%, that's, people might listen to that and go train less. Okay, that's, that sounds yeah. great. But that is an ex- extremely focused period of training while you're in there. 100% and train with more intensity. So when I go in, I'm really trying to either master the tech so if I'm working on something technical that I'm not 100% proficient at my Olympic lifting or my strength work because with strength it is a skill so just going in and going max effort all the time isn't going to work with that stuff I'm trying to lift as heavy as I can with as excellent form as I can but then on my assistance work I'm really trying to push myself as hard as I possibly can with good form so like for instance doing reverse lunges the other day doing a superset of reverse lunges and RDLs it was absolutely horrible uh, but I, I, I know I'm doing only doing three sets of 12 on each so I'm trying to go so hard on those those exercises perfect reps everywhere and and be like that was about nine minutes of in in between but i was absolutely blowing after that nine minutes and my legs were hanging off me yeah instead of maybe doing an extra 15 minutes in the gym doing things that don't really add value yeah or or doing them not with 100 percent purpose but that that's so that's really good because that links everything together so we're talking about sleep we're talking about self-talk we're talking about you're talking really eating eighty percent, eating a bit slower. Like listening to your body is another thing that comes into that. And you hear, I hear people say this. Just to kind of clarify, some people are listening. I hear people say, "I listen to my body all the time." You've got to understand your body, and you've got to have experience with trying different things with your body to know what your body is saying back to you. So if you've got no experience training at a very high intensity, and you go train intensely, your body is going to say, "What the hell are you doing? Don't do that." Whereas if you're consistently training at a very high intensity, you go do a lower intensity exercise, your body might go, this feels good. I actually enjoy this. I, I, have, a bit, I have an opportunity to recover now. So like when it comes down to listening to your body, you need to understand what your body is capable of. And the only way to do that is from trying things and building experience with your body. You're a huge believer in that. 100%. Like, I think the biggest thing for me with learning everything is doing stuff. I have to do stuff to learn it. So, um, we're getting close to the podcast story around that. We're getting close. But so by doing it, you get that greater feeling. But as well, when you're talking about listening to your body, one of the things I talked about in the seminar was our body is really good at telling us what we need. We just need, need to learn how to listen. So when it comes to mindful eating, by eating mindfully, we say how do i feel when i'm eating this food or this meal how do i feel after and if you keep checking into that what you'll find is certain foods might not make you feel good so you could go get a food intolerance test great that might pick it up that might not but a really surefire way of doing it if you keep eating say for instance dairy gluten eggs any of these common dairy is a good example yeah so dairy right so if you keep eating dairy and you eat it how do you feel when you're eating it i actually don't feel great how do you feel after? Oh, I actually don't feel good at all. Um, my stomach, whatever it might be, and you're getting these common triggers of intolerance. And then, you, okay, eat dairy with you next day. 
in a meal. How do you feel? Terrible. And you do it for like four or five days yeah. in a row. And then you're like, dairy doesn't agree with me. And then swap it for swap, and we'll try it with something else. Swap it out. And then same thing, do a few times where you eat a similar meal with a, without dairy or a dairy alternative. And then it's how do you feel? I actually feel great. Yeah. So we've been able through um, our FS nutrition coaching to be able to work with people and they found intolerances that they didn't know they had and being able to cut out by being mindful and listening to their body. And then, then with the training side of things, being able to we talked about the bigger picture of fat loss so sleep stress levels other commitments all these types of things if you're just going in and just doing the sessions for the sake of doing them uh, and then you're just dragging yourself through all the sessions you're constantly tired you're probably not getting enough recovery so then you're just doing it and so many people do it instead of going i feel absolutely wrecked today why do i feel wrecked i'm going to try having a day off or going to try doing a low steady state run instead of doing another, another high intensity weights or Metcon. Yeah. And then you do that and you're like, I actually feel way better for that. Cool. Next uh, next week, I'm going to do a little less high intensity training. I'm going to do like three or four of them and I'm going to go flat out and I'm going to do, say, two jogs or one jog and a really long walk. Yeah. And then how do I feel that week? Oh, I actually feel awesome. I was way better in the high intensity sessions. I was able to do more output. I was able to lift more weight. My mood was better. I enjoyed the sessions more. And then I actually felt really good the next day following a jog or a walk. I wasn't as stiff. Well, you've just learned how to periodize your training better because you've listened to your body. Yeah, and that, that's a big learning for me over the last probably last year. Like people will probably know, we've said it in earlier episodes where I use you as a coach, like for nutrition, for lifestyle things. Like we bounce ideas off each other. I send you emails saying, "Rods, I'm thinking of this with my training. What do you think? I'm thinking of this with my sleep pattern. What do you think?" What's great that we have that resource of using each other. But I started to use. Uh, like I'm back playing rugby so train late Friday nights after drive to Kilkenny <clears throat> get up sometimes working Saturday morning sometimes I wouldn't uh, Sunday I'd have matches I'm, I'm generally driving around the road again it's sore after a game I train on a Monday in the gym I train on a Tuesday in the gym again I could be working double classes on a Monday <clears throat> long evenings building up when it comes gets to a Wednesday I'm pretty knackered from that kind of like fr- that's kind of my week is like Friday to Tuesday night that's a really tough four days I'm sort of tired on a Wednesday but I love playing golf like and that's really important to me because it ties into all the other things we talked about uh my sleep my my positive self-talk all these things that you know it's something that makes me feel better and listen to my body so i've started to use that as like an aerobic recovery session i know that sounds so wishy-washy to some people but i'm out there i'm walking for four and a half hours i have got the worst noms ever on a wednesday from doing legs on a monday and after a game on a sunday but i go play a game of golf i feel better my body feels better i might be really tired on a wednesday morning but like i've got that I'm looking forward to going and playing golf and it makes me a little bit happier knowing right at one o'clock in the summer when the weather's good I'm going to be out in the sunshine I'm going to be picking up some vitamin D I'm going to be having a bit of crack with a few of my mates um, the golf doesn't matter but I'm getting a little bit of aerobic recovery <clears throat> my mindset's going to be better after it and even though I'm tired in the morning that's me really listening to my body and figuring out a nice way to enjoy my day while recovering the next day i wake up i jump out of bed i feel great um and that's something that when we got busier before christmas with loads of things going on i didn't play golf i didn't play golf for nearly eight weeks when we came back from the states after the the conference and like it's just something i started this year saying no i'm gonna do it every wednesday i don't care if people think i'm dawson on a wednesday afternoon ever it doesn't bother me that makes me feel better and sets me up for my whole week it makes me be better to the clients in the gym better for the team better for my family 
and it's something that I'm just listening to my body and I love doing it helps me feel better all the time 100% and like it ties back to everything we spoke about so one of the key learnings from spending time with Ben is his thing is everything is like make yourself feel awesome so he does everything that he prioritizes his health his well-being to make himself feel awesome so he can be better coach for everyone so he can be a better business owner he can be better in everything he does a better athlete so then for yourself prioritizing that so like i talked about it in the in my seminar about people making time as a habit but not just making time for your food prep not just making time for your training not just making time for your work making time for your sleep but as well making time for your rest to recovery and your social so like people often in january cut out social out of their calendar cut out rest and recovery can't do it and then what's going to happen then is you're going to have no balance you're probably going to give up all the other good things you're doing instead of going i'm making it a priority for myself once a week to give myself whatever two three hours to do whatever i want that makes me feel good like that is a huge benefit and the thing you're doing is even better because you're actually walking so walking's going to help uh your health but it's also active recovery you walk five six k your legs are going to feel way better the next day. Mike's out in a buggy next to me half the time because <laughs> Mike did legs on Monday. This is the first time in about two years we've seen him do legs and he's, he still won't be able to walk today when we see him later on, I'm sure. Um, but like, so we're talking about, right, we've touched on those big things, sleep, self-talk, uh, the eating to 80%, eating a bit slower to increase your ability to eat mindfully. And then the last thing is listening to your body. We, that links into experience. You had a very interesting experience, Rods, while... I was away Dawson for a few days skiing. Tell people what happened, what went down there. So, um, obviously, I was very excited to have Ben over uh, to Ireland and to be able to bring him to FS and be able to talk to our members. Um, but for myself, one of the things I want to do this year is go and attend as many seminars or learn from as many people who have more experience than me and are further down the coaching journey than me because that's where I believe I'm going to really push on and learn more. So that opportunity to have him over and then I wanted to make a good impression. So yeah, we're going to get get you on the podcast and share your information with our listeners. But then came to the realization that uh, Roy wasn't going to be here and our kind of roles have been I've been the research and development and often getting some of the guests and Roy has been uh, the man who's greasing the wheels keeping the show on the road doing an awesome (laughs) job with all the um, technology at the laptops the microphones the garage band uh, the editing all these types of things so yeah we got Ben here awesome can't wait to do this and then over Christmas came to the realisation that Roy wasn't going to be here when we were filming the podcast so I was like oh no I've got to learn how to do this now so phoned up Roy Roy I need to do this but uh, and he's like yeah no I'll show you and I'll send you on the links and you can do it so I was like perfect I can do this and at the end of the day it was nerve wracking but I knew that you could do only the only way I'm going to learn how to do it is doing it that's the only way I'm going to yeah. learn how to do it. So, New Year's Day, I've got everything in place for the upcoming year, got everything in place for the seminar. Now, the last thing on my to-do list is to, before we open on the second, is to make sure I know how to record a podcast. <laughs> so, Sarah graciously uh, took her, we went for a lovely brunch together. Buttered her up. To celebrate the, the New Year. 
uh, and we were planning on going ring shopping afterwards but I said Sarah I need to do one thing come in for me with an hour in the gym and I just need to practice recording a podcast make sure I can set it up we'll save it and then uh, we're gonna go cool so we come in here went through the YouTube tutorials learned started doing it three hours later I had everything done I was doing everything that all the YouTubers were saying, but the only thing was I couldn't pick up two mics. So I could pick up my mic or I could pick up Sarah's mics, and I couldn't do it. And I followed them all the instructions, but I just couldn't do it. So a few of my episodes, the sample episodes, were titled Getting Frustrated. I loved seeing that when I came <laughs> home, seeing the files. <coughs> and it was ma- mainly me roaring down the microphone, come on! <laughs> uh, so... Then I had to swallow my pride a little bit, and because we walked away after three hours uh, in the gym, I apologised to Sarah. I said sorry; that was a complete waste of our time. That you shouldn't have gone on that long. Um, but at least I'm really, really close to doing it. I know I'm almost there. But and then she goes, "You're gonna have to phone Rory," and I was like, "I really don't want to phone Rory. One, because I want to have done it myself. Pride, pride, yeah." But more importantly than that, I, I'm willing to swallow my pride to be able to do whatever we need to do um, and not let my ego get in the way. But more importantly than that, I know when I'm on holidays, Rory and Mike give every effort not to contact me unless it's an absolute emergency. And they do loads of things for me to go out of their way to make sure they're not they're giving me the time off. So I was like, I really don't want to do it because he's having his time off. I really don't want to do it. They always do it for me. She's like, you're going to have to do it. He knows what to do. It's probably one thing you're missing. You're like, I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. He's got the experience with it. It's definitely one thing I'm missing. We had a conversation over the phone. You talked me through it step by step. You're like, are you doing this? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we went through 20 steps and I'd done all of them. I was like, why is it weird? There's a common theme here quickly. Yeah. Sarah's getting frustrated with you. I'm yeah. standing on the top of a slope on the phone and coming off a chairlift. Courtney's standing there waving at me, telling me to hurry the hell up. And like, yeah. yeah, so uh, the, the women in our life are suffering for, <laughs> for what we're doing. But went through the 20 steps and hadn't done it. And then you're like, it's not working. I was like, no, it's not. And then you're like, have you tried this? And then you told me one thing that wasn't on any YouTube video I saw. And it worked. And I was like, yes. So that really does show that experience is the greatest teacher. Because the reason you'd figured it out is because you'd played around with it oh, so Oh, had I what? <laughs> and you'd figured that out. So he, by contacting someone who's further down the line with me, after trying my best to do it, I was able to get it working. Then we had been in, did an awesome <laughs> podcast, uh, and it was working. And I was very keen to make a big impression in terms of this is a guy I followed for a long time. He's over at the gym. I want to make the best impression I can. And uh, did a good podcast. It was great. And then... But we'll never, ever know. We'll ne- it'll never see the light of day because somehow I managed to make a, a Hanes of saving it. And it, it saved. And it was saved as an like empty. Did nothing picked up. But it... it <laughs> If you look back at the screenshots of it, you can see that the... It was recording at some point. At some point. And it did record the whole way through, but it's not there. So, one episode is lost to the sands of time. But in terms of drawing an analogy from that and having a bit of fun and being able to kind of... Laugh at ourselves. Laugh at ourselves is, for myself, even though that was an absolute nightmare in terms of, one, wasting uh, Sarah's time and... Uh, just really being inefficient too bothering Rory in his holidays 
free making a bit of an Egypt myself bringing someone over to record a podcast and then not recording the podcast <laughs> uh, I still feel very positive about the experience because I do believe I can record an episode of uh, a podcast now even if I have to play around with the saving I just got to figure out what I didn't do right yeah. but I know that I, I know if I went on now and you you gave me a little bit of time, I could get this set up to be able to record the two of us because I went through three hours of playing around, got most of it, then went and picked your brains, got the last bit I was missing. So even though it was, an, to be honest, it, the, whole, the whole experience was a nightmare. It wasn't a success in what I wanted. I've taken a huge amount of positives out of it because I've learned a, a new skill that I didn't have before. Well, and I think that that's the good thing is like, you're talking about seeking experience from somebody else who knows, who's a little bit, like I'm only, whatever, 10, 12 weeks further down the line than you if you started now, but I'm a little bit further down the line. Um, like seeking that little bit of experience can sometimes give you the link that you're missing. So like not being closed-minded, that's something that Rob Lipset talked about at um, Fresh Resolutions when we were asked a couple of questions. I was moderating the panel with um, Rob, Siobhan O'Hagan and Stefan Fusco. And he, like really cool guy, full of energy. Um, like he's got more experience in terms of uh, his online brand and things that he's doing in the media. He's got years of experience of that. Um, like from speaking about some of the things he does, talking about being really open-minded. He talked about being how close, being close-minded is a terrible, terrible thing. So we see a lot of people, like you, for example, could have gone, I've got YouTube videos. I've been showing how to do it. I can figure this out. No matter what, I can figure this out. That's the same as with people's body. I've looked up the men's health program, or I've got a program off Rudds. Rudds is, I've paid for a personal trainer program. Rudds has given it to me. He's given me what to eat. I can do this. But something's missing. Like something small is missing. You didn't click the button on the aggregate device or whatever it was. Something really small is missing. Reach out to somebody. Find out what it is. Swallow your pride a little bit. Don't be closed-minded. Find out what could be the missing link for you and kick on. There's so many people who say, I know what to do. I know how to do it. I just need to do it. Well, why are you not doing it? There's a reason you are not doing it. And it's simple as clicking that switch sometimes for people if they just reach out and get, get the advice from someone who has experience. And for yourself, being able to moderate that panel, I was obviously really disappointed I couldn't come because I had a, a rugby match. I would have loved to be there and see it. Like, What did you learn from moderating that panel and spending time with those people? As, say, for instance, you talked about Rob being open-minded and his online presence, his his fitness, um, his business. Like, What did you learn from him? Like three, firstly, from the experience, it was a really cool experience to have the opportunity to speak in the concert hall in the RDS. It's kind of venue we would have done exams there in years gone past. I never really saw myself being on stage there. That, that was really cool. I really yeah, enjoyed wow. that. And just having, like, there was tons of people in the audience that I saw who, like, obviously, some friends and family were there. That was really cool. But seeing loads of members from the gym there, like, giving me a wave and stuff, it was really, like, it didn't make me nervous. It, like, made me really calm. I really, I really liked that. Um, I didn't feel pressure to deliver in front of them. It kind of gave me confidence more than anything. Yeah. Um, but like speaking to to the guys back, back in the in the green room, Rudd's very official. But speaking to the guys back before we went on, like all really normal people. Um, I'd met Stefan before and talked about training. Like learned loads from Steph about his his training and where he's come from. Training in Riverview, setting up his own business. Uh, he's probably a little bit sort of behind where we are in terms of setting up our own business. So like that was really cool to. To hear he's having the same issues that we had at the start, it was nice to have those chats. Um, speaking to Rob about, um, like the energy that he brings all the time. Like when I've seen his YouTube videos and stuff, people might look at that and go, "That's fake. That that's put on." 
that guy doesn't have an off button. And and that, sometimes that's a bad thing. Some people are like, I wish that guy would shut up, but not with him. It's, everything he's doing is really positive. Like, I, I really enjoyed being around him. I wasn't Amazing. sure what he was going to be like, but, like, full of energy. Um, and he really believes what he's talking about. Something that he talked about, which is kind of cool thing for, we're going to have the audio from that and release that as a podcast episode. But uh, he got asked, to, I asked him the question, actually, about um, someone sent it to me on Instagram a few days before about, it's surely easy for that guy to be in great shape. The same kind of stuff that, that yeah. we get sometimes. You're in a gym all the time. Sure, you're, you're a YouTuber. It's easy, blah, blah, blah. He showed pictures of when he was working nine to five in an office uh, while trying to set up his YouTube channel, while trying to film everything over the weekends because it was too late in the evenings to do it because it was dark. The light in Ireland isn't good enough. He talked about that and showed pictures of what he was like back in back then and there's not much difference between he's got a better tan now because he's on bloody holidays every two yeah. weeks but like he he you know he did that while he was flat out busy and i would have looked at guys like him online about two years ago and i would have gone and said right every picture is a dude with his top off like that doesn't interest me it's like you know it's he's a pain yeah. in the arse to look at i honestly would have thought that i didn't get a chance to say this to him but now my mindset's changed over the last few months i look at it and go geez that guy's in incredible shape he's very busy, he's running his own business, like similar kind of position to what I'm in. And it actually inspires me now. Whereas before I would look at that with a closed mind and said, a bit of jealousy maybe could have been there. I don't know what it was. Maybe as well from the background that we're from, that wouldn't fit with the rugby background of like, do you know, like if you're the lad who's always taken off his top and like- You're getting stick from everyone, yeah. Yeah, it just, it's a different kind of environment you've been- around a lot of the time like it's not big in golf either but uh yeah. <laughs> but from just from from even for, i kind of had my mindset changed a little bit before i met him on like this is actually really inspirational what this guy's doing um like fair play to him and then from meeting him in person my respect has increased for him and if anything you know when i look at his stuff that he puts up online now there's probably a slightly deeper understanding Definitely. for me when i see it um and, you know just look really awesome people he was really good to speak to siobhan lovely um lovely lovely girl and stefan really cool to kind of share experience with him on opening his business stuff so overall the experience was amazing Um loved it and fair play to the guys for organizing the event class i think events like that are so good to be able to go and just draw inspiration from people who are common-minded and learn new things um, and everybody coming together in a really, really positive space. I think it's just like I had a taste of that with Wellfest and the mind-body and doing these seminars and stuff and that stuff just, I think it's amazing and incredible. Yeah, it's great. And hopefully there's more of that stuff coming in Ireland now. It's definitely become more popular, which is awesome. Um, And we've got to go to our Healthy House event in house in a few minutes so we better wrap, wrap this up. up so but this is good roads because you get your opportunity now to you were supposed to host the podcast with ben you made a bollocks of it whatever no big deal learned from it we've 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 taken the small wins we've learned so you get the chance to i'm not very happy with this but you get the chance to run the quiz today talking about overcoming obstacles oh, here comes a big obstacle Come so on. What I've got is a big weekend of rugby coming, a big few weekends of rugby coming Champions up. Cup. Champions Cup. So I've come up, and obviously myself and Rory, both rugby players, I've come up with a rugby quiz. So, five questions. If Rory can get three... First of three. Three plus questions right. He does, uh, Rudds does the forfeit, so I do the forfeit. <laughs> Rudds, you? Me, yeah. me, the Royal Eye. So then if Rory gets less than three correct, he does the forfeit. So for the forfeit, I wanted him to do something that mimics the demands of a rugby match. 
It has bursts of You're light. a second row. I'm like scrum half, <laughs> out half. Our demands are very different. So let's clarify that first of all. Fine. I'm going to give you a taste of my <laughs> Wanted, well, maybe a t- myself a taste. I'm not yeah. sure. But I want to make something that mimics demands of a rugby match. Bursts of high intensity effort combining efforts of cardiovascular endurance and muscular endurance Easy. interspersed with rest periods. So two minute max row, one minute rest, two minute burpees, one minute rest, two minute max assault bike, one minute rest, <laughs> you- two minute max bodyweight squats. You got two cardio pieces and then you got two muscular endurance pieces. Max, when you're saying max, we're max. talking like, like heart rate monitors on. Yeah, but like go as far as you can in terms of you're probably going to pace yourself a little bit over each of the efforts, trying as, no, much, flat out. as much as you can in all of them. But eight minutes, let's do it. Eight minutes of really, really hard work trying to get as much work as you can done. Um, obviously whoever does it we have to film maybe a time lapse or some sort of photos and put it up on Instagram oh, yeah no problem and, uh, I look get, forward to watching your some, video get some proof yeah you can tag me when you put it up just so I can see it so we're gonna roll into the questions alright five questions rugby related so who is the all time Aviva Premiership top try scorer oh Mark Cueto I'm sorry, Roy. Ah! It's not Ben Cohen, is it? They may have been at one time. Not Ashton. Don't say it, the Ash Flash. Think of the rugby pod. He's in the Filthy 15. Oh, jeez, I don't know who. Tom Vandell. Oh, oh, damn it. Yeah, he went to Leicester. When he came back to Bristol's, then he became the top scorer. Okay, fine. Yeah. Then... So a bit of... I was disappointed when we had a quiz with Mike and you got the... The question about the Ospreys right when I'm from there. <laughs> so that left a sour taste in my mouth. So I've gone back and I've researched. So the Nice Swansea Ospreys was an amalgamation of three clubs. Two of them are in the name. Who is the third club? Uh, so Nice Swansea and who is the third amalgamation? Is it like a town? So Nice and Swansea's are little towns. Yeah. Um, a town close to those I'm not doing obviously we've got a huge following in Wales so I'm not going to be impressed if I ever get over there there's Need, no negative marketing so have a pop Need Swansea and oh Jesus um, where's around there I'd say Mumbles but that's just the club I don't think it's a town yeah. awesome. you never show up about there uh, oh it's not like Glamor- uh, Glamorgan that's a big area yeah no, I don't know Bridgend Ah, yeah, I wasn't getting that, to be honest, yeah. Scott Quinnell never stopped harping on about Bridgend, but yeah. Okay, so... Um, oh, I might have got my knowledge wrong there. Oh! Apologies, Bridgend were part of the Celtic Warriors. They came in after. Oh, wow. So Rudds loses a point Okay, there. right. You should actually lose a lot of points for yeah, that. Yeah, I know I lose a point there. So where is... and uh, What all? I've given you a sitter. Okay, nil all, nil all, Where is the next Rugby World Cup held? Japan! Right. Five, na- five nations in 1999 England versus Wales who was a try scoring centre who scored an epic try to break the English heart is that in Wembley in Wembley Scott Connell no, 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 Scott Gibbs Scott Gibbs Scott Gibbs Scott Gibbs Scott Gibbs good job does that mean so you've got two right so yeah. I win no no two right there's uh, okay sorry I have to get three. three okay, okay you have okay. to get three Okay, last so, question. Uh, who is the current top tri- top point scorer in the Pro, tr- pro 14? 
For this season or of all time? For this season. Who's currently leading the rankings on the 13th of uh, <laughs> January Who's going well? Um, uh, it's going to be... Is it a Welsh? Is it a Um, I don't want to do that forfeit. Uh, Dan Bigger? No, it's not Dan Bigger. So let me just talk this up. So I had to get to three. I had to get to three. First answer wrong. Yeah. Second answer you made. Second answer I made it. Yeah. Haynes. So wipe that off. So that doesn't count. That's gone. Okay. Uh, Rugby World Cup. Correct. Scott Gibbs tick. Next answer, wrong. Okay, so I think what so we should do is pause it. I'm going to give you a minute to come up with a fifth question. question. All right, and paused. Actually, let's not pause it. During this uh, little break while Rudds is pulling out the old Google, find another question. Good chance to say, uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. If you can leave us a review on iTunes, that'll be brilliant. And if there's anything that you want covered over the next few months, we've got some really good guests coming on over the next couple of months. But if there's anything that you want covered, uh, just drop a, an email to podcast.ffs.ie or hit one of us on Instagram or hit the gym up on Instagram and we'd love to get it covered for you. Rudds, how we doing? Still thinking. He's got Fifth it. Fifth and final question. <laughs> Who won last year's top 14 French league? Oh. I should know this. Um, I should know. Um, uh, I've got to throw something odd out there, but I'm afraid of getting burnt bad. Uh, was it Racing? Clermont. Oh no! It's too obvious. Oh, it's too long. So. So I am doing the, the rower burpees r- bike squats. The big fella rugby challenge. <laughs> yeah, chalk it down. Uh, right, perfect. Thanks, Rods. Um, did you enjoy your opportunity to to get back on board with a little bit of hosting? Couple of couple of big mistakes there, Rods, with kind of fake questions and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Uh, so we might give you another crack at it in a few weeks' time. Not next time. You got to go away and practice. So send me on some audio files. We'll practice and give you another crack down the line. I look forward to it. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks a million for listening, guys. Bye.